Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, it's <laughs> finally October, Yay, which means... October. Cooler weather. No, my birthday. Oh, right. No, you're right. That was oh, that goodness. probably should have been, particularly because we're not getting cooler weather. So, yeah, birthday. Yay, yeah. birthday. Yay. So, yes, it'll be my birthday on Friday. It will indeed. The fourth. The I've fourth. written it down somewhere. Right. In your heart, one homes. <laughs> so Today's a special day. Is it? Yes. What is it? You tell me. Um, it's the 2nd of October. That is true. The day after we saw Hamilton many yes, years ago in New York. Three years ago, we That's saw right. Hamilton on the 1st. Yep, and that's Broadway. what makes today special. Mm-hmm. Try again, mister. Oh, um, I don't know. Probably the engagement, I guess. Probably the engagement. Mm-hmm. Yes, three years ago, since you gave me a ring. Right. I was more of a borrow. Was it? Yeah, I'll be wanting that back eventually. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Yes. Um, that was because of the curse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains the last two and a half years. Yes. <laughs> so what's our topic today? Our topic today is animated doctor. Well, which one? Since Ten. we're in October. Ten. I figured you knew that. Well, Ugh. Yes, and for our Inside the TARDIS Library... We will be covering the Russell T. Davies penned TV special starring a certain David Tennant, Casanova. Yay! But let's get into the world of animation. Mation, 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 <laughs> So we talked last month in our Ninth Doctor month about Scream of the Shalka and the real first yep. Ninth Doctor. And, uh, yeah, we, we largely good things, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now we're going to talk about the Tenth Doctor's uh, version to the animated version, um, and there were two. Count them, two. That's right, animated Tenth Doctor episode specials, whatever you want to call it. The first one was the Infinite Quest, which premiered on the second of April, two thousand seven. Yes, and this was um, in twelve parts, uh, three and a half minutes each, which is. Weird. Twelve parts, three and a half minutes. Yeah, you do the math. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we watched it as one episode, certainly, which obviously makes a lot more sense. I think forty-two minutes. I yes. did the maths. There you go. And this premiered on Totally Doctor Who, which is not what we call ourselves when we watch TV. <laughs> um, apparently, it was the sort of 
junior version, kids version, whatever, of Doctor Who Confidential. And uh, I guess this was something to spice things up. So anyway, I want to read the synopsis for The Infinite Quest. Yes, please. The Tenth Doctor and Martha must find the legendary lost starship, the Infinite, before the evil Balthazar, scourge of the galaxy, gets it. Yes, so this is sort of, it's uh, set in series three, though, you know, not really. I don't know. You know, we'll get to that later. But anyway, so the Doctor and Martha, as we say. Yep. So what'd you think of uh, David and Freema um, entering the animated universe? I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the episode. You're talking about the animation in particular? Well, anything, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about animation. It worked. I could tell it was David and Freya. Mm-hmm. Martha and the Tenth Doctor. And so this animation was a little more on the cartoon side. Um, we'll discuss what the opposite might of, that, of that might be. Mm. But anyway, what did you think of the animation in and of itself for uh, this adventure, which spanned several times and places? Yeah, it was a little jarring just because we watched the other one first. And I was like, <laughs> oh, look, this this is what Animated Doctor looks like. And mm-hmm. then this one came on and it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, it worked for me. I thought, uh, I mean, I didn't have any real complaints. I'm always, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know how terrible it would have to be for me to complain. I'm pretty open to it. I think the Tenth Doctor looked a little young at times. Okay. Than what David looks like. Like, it sort of had that sort of anime effect. If you ever look at um, manga or something like that, especially if it, it covers pop culture like Star Trek or Doctor Who, it makes the characters look really young. For some reason, I just I look, maybe it's just the smoother face or something. Yeah. Or, or, or just that there's no hues or, or subdued or whatever. Yeah, you know. shades yeah. as much in someone's face. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the only thing that was, you know, maybe a minor complaint in the animation. But, um, you know, I, I guess a point or the point of animated Doctor Who or animated anything, really, <laughs> is that you can do any you can do things you can't do on the yeah. telly. So uh, what are some things you think that were... Let the animation world went kind of crazy on that they couldn't have done on television. The bird. That's right. We had the talking bird. Kind of, I don't guess it was steampunk. The odd, it was a little steampunky. Yeah, the, the oddest thing that makes me think of is um, the Wizard of Oz sequel. The bizarre Wizard of Oz sequel uh, movie. I forget, what's it called? The Return to Oz? Anyway, where you have sort of like the robots and the pumpkins and yeah. weird stuff. But anyway, yeah. And uh, and we, the bird changes size, right? Which at first threw me off, but then it's supposed to be growing, like it's supposed to be like we see it, you know, younger. And then when they, you know, the TARDIS goes to its next location, it's in the future, and that's why the bird's now bigger because it's been no. But the bird was bigger t- time when has the passed. no, because the when the spaceship started rusting, they set the bird free, mm-hmm. and then the bird grew into a giant bird. Because the guy ended up on him. I think it was just time passing. Okay. Yeah. And that's why the little bird, uh-huh. the, the son of bird, um, you know, the doctor's like, oh, I've been gone for a year, and I fed him gold, and, and that's how he got bigger. and so, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. It's weird, but it, it works. So the actual story, um, you know, it's sort of a... A, a quest. It, that's right. So I was trying to think of the fourth doctor... Um, um, with with him and Romana going up. Uh, I was going to say, when he's looking for the pieces of the cube. The key of time. There it is, sorry. Yeah, the key of time. Uh, yes. You totally interrupted me. Yes. But, uh, the that cube. was rude. Exactly. Well, three years. Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Um, 
But this is so. I was it, because I didn't, you know, cheat and look at like how long this actually was. I was wondering if this is going to be like a long, like a TV movie. You know, yeah, quests can usually go a couple ways, but I think what they went with the rule of threes on this one. You know, one place got this data crystal or whatever it was. Second one, and then third one, and then there you go. So yeah, uh, we, we got the pirate. What do you think of the pirate place? Yeah, that was interesting. It was. A little convoluted in a way. I'm not sure it needed to be, but that's okay. It's fine. I don't know if they were supposed to be future referencing the, I don't know, skeletons from the library. I wondered about that too, actually, yes, when I saw them. Which I guess they weren't, because this came out before then. Um, Because it was a year before, obviously, until Donna. Um, Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Or maybe they... Someone stole it and used it for real life. I, I guess that's one of the things you think, oh, we could do animated, but they did that on the TV yeah. as well. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I guess you had those giant oil rigs you couldn't have done on television necessarily. But yeah. I don't know, you can do so many things now with New Who. So we had the TV pirate captain. She yep. was interesting. Yep. I don't know who voiced her, but that was interesting. And then we went to, not the prison, there was something else in between. Oh, the uh, bug war, very Starship Troopers, or the place where it's all the bugs were... Fighting, yeah, then, I was just thinking the prison was before the bug war. No, I think it was Am after. Am I wrong about yeah, that? It was after. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. So, I did think it was very Starship true, because it was like, oh, who who is fighting the bugs? And it's humans, oh. And then, who's... And then the frog guy. Exactly, the frog guy, yep. That and then the frog guy. And then it's sort of like, who started the war, and the 10th Doctor is basically trying to fix it. First he's blaming, he's trying to figure out who he could blame. You know, yeah. Who started it. And, and there's the guy, the the little pilot guy who crashes or whatever, and he reminded me of uh, Russell Tovey. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's a little innocent face. I, yeah, I get it. And uh, <laughs> you have Martha doing the pirate voice, and he's like, no, don't, don't, no, don't no, do that. No. <laughs> Very Rose trying to do a Scottish brogue. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't have to do it. And then the third one was the prison. Yep. Freezing prison with the android or the robot or whatever it was. Yep. Who was a... Who was the governor. Yep. But not... Right. I, that was sort of a... I mean, you know, it, it doesn't have to be nuanced, but it's like, you know, first it's sort of like, you know, you find out he's the governor. And he's like, oh, well, he's a good guy. And then it's like, oh, he's like, kill everyone. I'm like, oh, I guess so not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt that that's the way I felt about the pirates. You know, mm. you were like, oh, the skeleton guys are going to help her. Uh-huh. So the, the pirate ladies, the bad guy, and the skeleton guys are the good guys. But they're not really because they're on the side of the big oil rig scary corporation people. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, there was there was a bit of that, I mm. thought. So, and then, the, yeah, and the president and all that. So, yeah. And then you had the... I, I, I thought a moment, I mean, it was fine not to show it, of course, but with the heart's desire, because that's the whole, the infant is supposed to give you your heart's desire, it almost is unclear that it's touching the doctor. I mean, because you get, Martha gets her heart's desire, you know, um, (laughs) and then when the doctor arrives, you kind of see the lights play a little bit, and he sort of throws it off. It would have been interesting to maybe sort of have a thing of where he looked, and you can't see what he's looking at. But he sort of sees it, recognizes it, but then rejects it. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the 11th Doctor when he was in the hotel room, Your Greatest Fear. Oh, yeah. Fear me, or fear him. And then he opened the door. And then later we, were, we found out at the end. It was, I mean, several episodes and serials later 
Was it the crack in time? Or anyway, it was something. Yeah. Which I always thought you never should have revealed that, honestly. I think it's just better not to show that. Yeah. Because he just opens that door. He's like, oh, what else could it have been? You know? And so you can just speculate all day what it could have been. Yeah. And then I think yeah. it would have been cold. Kind of what would be the 10th Doctor's heart's desire? Would it be? Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe it was Gallifrey or... Because, you know, he's very last of the Time Lords. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that got a little convoluted to me. But... <laughs> It was alright. Yeah, because for some reason I thought the Infinite was like a thing, and it wasn't, then it's like, no, it's just a ship. Well, I mean, not that just a ship, because it does have the power to do whatever, but I never got that it was a ship until later. Yeah. Like, I thought no, it was it something would... inside the ship. No, yeah. no, no, it's the whole ship. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this, I was just reading on Wikipedia and TARDIS.Wikia that this is not considered part of Series 3. Capital letters. Yes. Okay. Um, but would you say this is canon? Do you think it's easily thrown in there? I don't see any reason why it couldn't be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it being canon. I mean, you have Martha's feelings about the Doctor, you know, nothing's all in character. And, uh, absolutely. And, absolutely. I'm not crazy about it. Right. But it's yeah. a thing. I thought they were going to kiss or something. I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. So. But it's not real. That's how she got rid of him. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, so do you think this is a recommend for the Infinite Quest? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's something I'd not heard about. I only heard about the second one we're about to talk about, like ever. So I didn't know what to expect. But yeah, this is kind of a little hidden gem of Doctor Who, to, yeah. as we always find as we stumble upon. All right, well, let's talk about our second entry into the Tenth Doctor animated verse, and called is... Dreamland, which premiered on the twenty-first of November two thousand nine. So more than two years later. Yes. Now, this is one I knew about. I just having been to like in Barnes Noble or whatever, and you know, perusing the Doctor Who section as I'm prone to do. And I would see this sort of, you know, I'll be frank, crappy kind of 10th Doctor CGI thing. And I was like, well, this can't be something. You know, whatever. I guess this, you know, nothing I'm ever going to like spend money on for a whole CD or, or DVD. <laughs> uh, but I didn't research it, just that there's this computer kind of CGI 10th Doctor thing. I was like, I don't know. Mm. Who knows, right? Who knows, indeed. So, but we watched it, of course. So, do you want to do the synopsis? No, yes. well, I guess a little more background. What? <laughs> so, let's do the background here. This was premiered in six parts. The first part being, I feel like this is like a math quiz. The first being 12 minutes, and the five other parts being six minutes each. And this premiered on the BBC's Red Button Service, which I have no idea what that is. I mean, I, I read about it, but I still don't think I can explain what it is. It's like the button on your um, remote control uh-huh. that gets you special features. Okay. Um, but for television shows, instead of like DVD players, or it's literally the red button on your remote. And I heard it is going to be uh, discontinued in next year. Interesting. So I don't know if that's an ITV taking over. I don't know a whole lot about how it works. Mm -hmm. It's not something I ever used, but there you go. And that's why. Because of you. Uh Uh-huh, maybe. So it also premiered on the website. Of course, again, like the other one, we watched this as a whole episode, which honestly I think works best. But anyway, let's give us the synopsis. During a visit to a local diner, the Tenth Doctor stumbles upon a mysterious alien artifact that leads him on a mission to rescue... Ravesh Mantalax from the threat of the Viperox and the clutches of the American military. Military. Yes. So yeah, this was this takes and this takes part in the sort of Doctor Who movie special era, you know, mm. of and I, I would you know again we're doing this our tenth Doctor month because we don't have. Uh, um, Richard doing his Tenth Doctor series. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what was the why they did movies that s- series five or I don't even know if they call it series five, but anyway, yeah. for that 
final part. Just like, okay, we think, I don't know. David still wants to do a few, but he doesn't want to do a lot. I don't know. I don't know. So it'd be interesting Yeah, I don't why. know. Particularly because presumably they're longer. Are they longer? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, they're generally speaking, I mean, I'm not, generally speaking, they're not my favorite. I mean, they're not great. They're not bad. I mean, none of them are bad. But, like, The Next Doctor, Order of Mars. I can't remember the name of the one with the bus. And they're oh, out right, in the desert. Yeah. And you have yeah. the, I mean, I like the girl. But, I mean, um, Michelle Ryan or whatever as the thief. Mm. Um, and then I know I'm forgetting one probably. But anyway, I mean, they're all fine. But, okay. You know. Yeah. Versus having, like, ten episodes or something. So, but anyway, I don't know the background. But anyway, so this, but this takes place during that time. So that's why he's sort of companionless. Okay. Fair right? enough. Because we're post-Donna and pre-the last episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> the end of time. So anyway. <laughs> well, um, so we have the doctor. Now, who is his companion, darling? His companion in his is his wife. What with an American accent? What I know. I didn't it's know River crazy. could do. That. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Oh. silly man. Georgia Tennant co-stars as Cassie, mm-hmm. um, and Jimmy Stalking Wolf is, is the... the extraneous companion. Right. Well, you say that. You know. Don't don't put the Native American indigenous people aside, darling. Um, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> Doctor Who apparently would. Yes. Well, I thought it it was apropos. I they, well, I guess New Mexico. I'm trying. Where's Area 51? It doesn't exist. No, but like it's New Mexico. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. But anyway, it kind of reminded me of. I mean, of course, of course, X Files. But anyway, X Files had this episode. Did you ever watch X Files? No. Okay. It, it, I don't. It's one of the things I tried. Tangent here. Um, it's one of the things I tried to rewatch. I know there's a lot of X Files fans out there, um, and I enjoyed it. You know, in the '90s, but I never got far in it just because of you know that's just one of those things. You weren't home on the night that it aired. I guess at the apparently, time. you know me, uh, wild and crazy. Wild and go, crazy. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, you in the '90s. Yeah, yeah can't even imagine, right? Nope. But anyway, um, you know, all of like. 15 because like the later episodes like i don't even know those the, the other agents you know when the fox and and scully left there's actually you know i don't know any about that stuff but anyway there was a good part where they were in the desert and then they have like the um you know indigenous people who ended up like uh spreading what happened through um like the, like the, yeah like the like the um like this code speakers of, that's not what they're called. You know what I'm talking about? During World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. So I thought that was a really cool part. Code talkers. Yeah, I think talk. you're right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. That kind of reminded me of this. See, for me, mm-hmm. I was totally eleventh doctored here. Okay. I mean every well, and even a little bit twelfth doctor. Uh-huh. But obviously the eleventh doctor and all of his stuff in the desert. Right, okay. Uh Town of Mercy or or more like uh Impossible astronaut. Impossible astronaut. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then again, twelve doctored. Mm. You know, I kept expecting Clara to show up with a guitar. And, <laughs> you know. So again, this compared to uh, the Infinite Quest, Dreamland is more CGI. Yeah, it um, felt a little bit like I was in a video game. I didn't like that bit. Yeah, in some ways, like it literally was. Like some, I was thinking watching some parts. Like this could literally be the Doctor Who video game. Uh-huh. I mean, and it would be interesting. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be the greatest graphics in the world, but it would have been fun to play the story as the Doctor or whatever. Maybe we could change characters. Could be Cassie. It could be whatever. But that was it. Was it? It you know, it's not great CGI, um, but you could imagine it like a reboot or doom or something like that but okay what do you think of the actual story of aliens 
that means the doctor there's always doctor who's always gonna be aliens but but yep. aliens and other aliens and or aliens and that and then the yeah yeah the yep. bad military people yeah and again sort of following the doctor who trope you've got the very bad aliens right the very bad humans right and then the aliens that may or may not be good aliens i wasn't 100 percent sure because the guy was definitely creating a thing that was going to wipe out the other guys. Chemical warfare. Biological warfare. Biological warfare, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was painted in a much more sympathetic light. Right. It got complicated. And then you had the robots. Robot guys. Men in black robots. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And mm-hmm. it was totally men in black, and I found mm-hmm. that a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they called them things. Yeah. The, what did uh, they call them? I can't remember. Guys with the... I was just thinking men in black robots. Guy with guys with the sunglasses. Mr. Dreary, like the shades, the shades yes. something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, and kept talking about the fact that they all wore black. I mean it was all very tongue in cheek, I thought. I thought it was an interesting premise that it's not the men in black you would think of the the Earth, American, whatever, government trying to protect secrets. It's other aliens tying trying to protect Earth from knowing there are aliens. So yeah. They won't, I guess you know, whatever. So I thought that, that was an odd but interesting way to approach it. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. And so the hijinks ensue. Hijinks. That include the old trope of the elder of the indigenous tribe. Yeah. Knowing all the answers already. I thought, and look, I'm they not... They have their own alien. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with them. I'm not one to talk, so I could be completely wrong in this. But I thought when they actually used bows and arrows, I'm like, hmm. I don't know. A little on the nose. Yeah. I don't know if they'd do that anymore, really. You know, I get it, but not really, you know. Yeah. I mean, they have access to guns, is what I'm saying. But it wouldn't be Doctor Who. (laughs) I know. So. So. And it was the 50s, wasn't it? It was, but we had guns then, too. No, I understand. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. Trying to give the benefit benefit of the the doubt. doubt. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily comfortable with the portrayal of the indigenous people in this, but. Whatever. I I believe, I mean, I don't know. Well, they sounded, of course they sounded it. That's the whole point of voice acting. They sounded like indigenous people, but one hopes they casted it appropriately. But if it's a British production, probably not. I was just going to (laughs) say, considering they cast Georgia Tennant as the American girl, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe not. Yeah. So. And she's listed as Georgia Moffat in this, so. I don't know. The way, now that I think about this, dating? Oh, I don't know. Because, you know, if I remember correctly, a year is when they start dating, which this would have been around this time. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I won't do the romantic timeline, but anyway. Yes. Fun, fun. Yes. None of our business. Exactly. But who, who are we to judge a married couple involved in Doctor Who? That's right. I mean, what do we know about that? <laughs> Without sin. Exactly. Any other, uh, any high moments or low moments from this episode? No, I liked the stereotypical aliens. It, that yes. was an interesting, you know, they're separated and, yeah. Again, it got a little convoluted there. You had to get the magic ball. I, I can't believe nobody made the uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Ark reference when they went into, like, the big warehouse with all the secrets. Of all the alien stuff, so. Oh, they could have. I wouldn't have gotten it. No. Sorry. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they got the magic ball, and then they were by the magic alien flies, and it was all very magic. Magic. I did like the day. It's very cartoony, considering this is a cartoon, where the doctor just, like, unscrews the bottom of the crate, and they just walk in the crate, like, do 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 
I was like, goodness, we're really going for it here. Yep, yep. A little bit of Scooby-Doo in Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yes. And then I guess the doctor plays matchmaker at the end. Yep. With his wife. Yep. Yeah, yeah. These things happen. You have to let go of the ones you loved. <laughs> Is that the way it works? Yeah, I'm going to give you off to another podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so would you recommend this? Yeah, as, as... I enjoyed both of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you can get, and again, it's not, I don't have a problem with it, but it's very 90s CGI, um, even though it's made in 2009. <laughs> it's very 90s CGI. Um, but, you know, whatever. If you can just get, in, the, the story's there, the voices are there, you know, it's all there. Yep. So. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, you have the Tenth Doctor doing an American accent for about five seconds. So. Uh, bless. Yeah, exactly. So, any thoughts about where Doctor Who could go with animation now in 2019? I mean, I think oh, Jodie would make a great animated character, wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always think there's room for, for more media. And what we talked about last time, there was, when I was doing the research, some people thought, I don't know if it was the Infinite Quest, but... You know, seeing the title before it came out, that it might involve past doctors. Oh, yeah. And of course, with animation, you've got that option. Yeah, just like Big Finish, like we said with mm. Scream of Shalka, you know, Big Finish could could move into doing animation. I mean, you know, I know they got they got enough, but yeah. And yeah. I en- yeah, I like the animation. Mm-hmm. Cool, and it'd be interesting to, for the other doctors to come back. So yep, I like it. And then Dave, it. David Tennant loves voice work. I Apparently. Mean, Scrooge McDuck. Woo! Dude. So, yay, DuckTales. <laughs> this is actually in his notes. Yeah, I know. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all this animated talk, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes, I go to the library. Go to the library now. And we're going to talk about Casanova. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Casanova, this British dramedy. Yes, uh, just a two-part. Oddly enough, three parts when it aired. Really? Yes, it's okay, two well, parts on, on Netflix. Netflix it's yeah. just two parts, yeah. huh? That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it aired on the thirteenth of March, two thousand five. Big year. Was it a big year? It's when Doctor Who came back. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, all pre-Doctor, of course. Yes. Weird rat tail. Uh-huh. But I shall read you the synopsis, if I may. Cool, and not, it's not much of one, but that's no reflection on you. I'm sure you'll read it well. Casanova tells the story of the life of 18th century Italian adventurer Giacomo Casanova. Based on his own 12-volume memoirs, the one-hour episodes, really just one hour? Episodes. Hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. Uh, star, stars Peter O'Toole as the older Casanova looking back on his life and David Tennant as the younger version. Rose Byrne, Rupert Penry Jones, Matt Lucas, Sean Parks, Nina Sosanya, and Laura Fraser are also featured. Written by Russell T. Davies. I added that part. I mean, there's so many things to say. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I've, I've, it was been in my Netflix queue forever. I had seen it. I'd already seen it. Okay. But thoroughly enjoyed the rewatch. And, I mean, I just have so much to s- praise for Russell T. Davies. He, I mean, he is a great writer. And, honestly, apart from Doctor Who, all 
I'm mean, not that I've seen that much, but I've seen enough of his stuff. I've never, I haven't seen Queers for British yet, and so that might be interesting. But like, I've seen him Cucumber, I've seen Banana, I've seen Casanova. I'm trying to figure out what else I've seen, and then of course with Doctor Who. But he has this great ability to have, and especially when he's playing with David here, to make do these large comic turns under these large dramatic turns. I mean, I know it's so cliche to say dramedy, but I mean he is he is a great writer. Um, who can take you in all those places and be as funny as possible, but then take what this is funny concept, you know, this Casanova, you know, doing all this crazy stuff and then make it very tragic and sad. And make it so likable. I mean, we want to read Casanova's memoirs now, <laughs> all 12 of them, preferably translated into English. My Italian <laughs> is shocking. And I mean, I know we went, we're supposed to talk about David Tennant and Russell, but I mean, Peter O'Toole, Peter O'Toole, you know, you got to talk about him. I think it's very interesting because I forget when he died, um, how soon this was, because um, he, he died not recently, but sometime, you know, but uh, he's basically playing himself. I think I mean, if anyone could play Casanova, it's Peter O'Toole. Yeah. I mean, he's the kind, you know, I, I feared for how Rose was during the filming of this, you know, <laughs> um, which, you know, it's, it's not funny in, in, the, in the modern era. But, you know, Peter O'Toole, I think, is a guy, you know, he, who if you were on set with him, you know, he's probably drinking brandy and talking about the good old days and all that stuff. And, you know, who he was making out with on Lawrence of Arabia set or something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> also, of course, interesting casting choice because Peter O'Toole has blue eyes. Right. And David Tennant has brown eyes. Except in Casanova when David Tennant has blue eyes. Yes, that's right. I mean, you're not going to tell Peter O'Toole to change his eyes. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Had to be the young upstart exactly. with the weird rat tail. Exactly. But, you know, I, David has a range, obviously. I mean, you know, we've seen him um, in a... As Detective Hart, yeah, Broad Church. I mean, that's a completely different character. Um, even in little stuff, even in um, why can't I remember the name of that series? The musical. Oh, Blackpool. Blackpool. I mean, completely different. I mean, he, you know, he even in Harry Potter for all. But like, yeah. this is the tenth Doctor. I mean, I can see. I mean, obviously it's Casanova, but I can tell. Like Russell said, like David, what you did? Can you take about like seventy uh, percent of that? And make that the tenth Doctor. Mm. I mean, because it is just so there, there. I mean, it's it's not. You know, you can say oh, actors, oh, they're gonna have the same performance, but they don't. Actors can do different performances. You know, it's like saying a oh, Peter Capaldi. You know, when he was in um, the political one where he's cussing every other word. Oh, that's how the twelfth Doctor is gonna be. No, of course it's not. It's gonna be a totally yeah. different character. But Casanova is pretty much the tenth Doctor. And I mean, but but like I said, in both ways, in the comic and maybe sense, it was his audition piece. Mm -hmm, yeah, I mean, well, that's I think that's. Yeah. I don't think it's any way to say Russell saw his. Well, he had Chris, but when Chris popped out, I think this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, I know exactly who to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thoroughly it, enjoyed it. It makes me want to watch or rewatch the girl in the fireplace, just because it's sort of the same era and it sort of has the same themes of of romance, of comedy of tragedy and then the ending with the dead uh the mistress i, I don't know she has a famous name oh yeah madame de pompadour sorry the pompadour yeah yeah sorry just uh, and then you hear you have well not that peter o'toole knows but you know the, the dead um whatever her name was girlfriend and yeah. you know sort of playing that for what mm. it is and the quest of trying to see them again after a long time apart 
and what that means. And so that's a very sad ending. And so I'm interested to watch The Girl in the Fireplace again because it's basically, I feel like it would probably be Casanova. In yeah, a not completely dissimilar. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, hurt. Very that, French instead of Venetian. And it doesn't hurt that Murray Gold did the music for Casanova. So, I mean, you, you will hear uh, the Tenth Doctor's music of his theme in, in Casanova. So that's what it really, really is on thick. And I mean, that's it's all in a good way. I don't mean to be making that's a bad way at all. It's just, you'll, if you've seen Doctor Who, you'll love Casanova if you haven't seen it. Yes. A great triumvirate of men, yeah. I suppose, with yeah. Tennant and Gold and Davies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes in a weird area, but it talks about why it's going in a weird area at the end there with yep. the sun and everything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I do, I mean, I love, just one last, I do love, I assume it was filmed in Venice or somewhere. Some know. of it was, I'm sure. So the outside, obviously, is all going to be these villas so or whatever. Gorgeous, yeah. But I like how they use the same room for, like, three different places. Yeah. For all the courts. It's just this one room. I just. But it. And then that modern sort of take, I mean, I don't know if that's director or Russell or whatever, of how to do the different courts. Mm. You know, the French court, the English court, the whatever. And so. Yeah. Yeah, really a nice, I thoroughly enjoy it, thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, all right. Well, darling, in this 10th month, what are we going to continue to talk about with the 10th Doctor, or do you even know? I do. Okay. We're going to talk about romance, sweetheart. Yeah. I know. Well, I think with, you know, I I don't know, you, you can say this fairly or unfairly, but I'll say it. And you can tell me whatever. <laughs> uh, the Tenth Doctor, I think, is probably the most romantic Doctor. Maybe that's controversial, but he certainly had his fair share of love interest. Either him, and I, we always argue maybe the Doctor's asexual, but I don't know. But I feel like, of them all, we can say the Doctor had the most relationships. Or at least I will just say that. That'll be my thesis. Maybe we'll disprove it. Mm. But um, that we saw on screen, not just, you know, mentioned. Uh, but we'll see. And then maybe some that pined after him as well. Yeah, yeah. although I think we're missing out on the 11th Doctor in Marilyn Monroe. Just putting that out there. Well, I guess we're married now. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're happy. (laughs) Well, until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time time and and space. This is BBC Television.